Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your hosts broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. Fantastic to share the show with you as always. And we're going to do our best to make it practical, applicable, and of course, tactical. So rounding out the bend, I think, with our coming soon strategies. In other words, how do you not just get it sold fast, but also take very good care of your sellers and generate more business for yourself. So a lot of ground to cover today. That's right. And so we're going to finish out this topic today. Uh, but before we do, I wanted to – actually, there's not just one. There's been probably in the past, I don't know, two weeks, I've seen a huge increase in those of you who are saying that you're having your best year ever. And you know what? You're celebrating having had a first quarter that was beyond your expectations, your hopes, and your dreams. And I had probably, I don't know, four uh, coaching calls today. And everybody is absolutely annihilating um, whatever they did fourth quarter, or first quarter of last year. Congratulations. But here's what I'm telling all of you. Here's what I told you guys on your individual calls, so I'm reminding all of you. Don't let this first quarter just be an aberration or something that basically is special that will never happen again. Don't over-celebrate your victories, guys. So, yeah, you've had a great first quarter. Congratulations. But I want you to remember the great first quarter that you're having is because you were kicking butt in the probably the third and fourth quarter of the previous year. Never forget the life cycle of your paycheck, right, or how long it actually takes to get paid. So in this marketplace, when you have a contact, let's just focus on listings. You have a conversation with the seller. That conversation with the seller then leads to maybe another conversation, then an appointment, and then the house gets listed, and then there's the process of selling it, and then there's all the rest of it that goes through the closing process, the escrow process, right? So on average in the country, even in a super hot market, it's taking 60, maybe 90 days between that initial contact and actually getting a paycheck. Now, you guys are saying, well, my stuff sells right away. Well, it does. I get it. But what I'm asking you is to think back when you first came in contact with that seller. Those relationships probably are you know, three, four, five months before you actually get a paycheck. Understand? So the money you're making now is from the relationships you started last year. Are you guys seeing where I'm getting to, what I'm getting to here? So you've got to – look, I want you to celebrate. I want you to be proud. I want you to – you know, all those things that come with success. You're being successful. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, when you're supposed to be doing it at the highest level. But you can't stop. Come on, people. This is what I've been telling all of you guys on your individual calls. So I'm telling all of you when you email me saying thank you for helping me be successful. I'm telling you to – it's only first quarter. You've got to drill down. You've got to, you know, reel your emotions in, celebrate for a, limit, a limited amount of time, save the money, be responsible with the money. Don't start buying leads or doing dumb branding or any of this other stuff. Just go and basically do what you were doing third and fourth quarter of last year, which is a lot of not what you wanted to do when you didn't want to do it, right? Now you're getting the benefits from it. Don't stop doing what has proven itself to work. And you got to, maybe this time of year, you're actually going to have to work a little bit harder because all the part-time agents, all the new agents, everybody starts coming out of the woodwork in the spring. So don't be surprised for you to build back up to the inventory, the listing inventory you had, to have the same amount of escrows and pending income that you had, that you're going to have to work maybe 30 to 50% harder. That is going to be true for probably the thir- second and third quarter of this year. That's called normal. 
So please remember that I told you this. You may be having your best first quarter ever, and fantastic. It does not automatically mean you're going to have a great year. It does mean you probably will if you don't, if you continue rather to do what you were doing in the first place to make, to position yourself for such success now. So all of you, congratulations, but get back to work. <laughs> Stop celebrating <laughs> right. and get back to work. That's really important. Julie, go ahead. You have some, I think, well, some shout-outs? I do. Yes, and this is from one of our longtime members, Juliana Cox in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And she posts, my Monday, I was referred to the sweetest couple from Chicago. They came into town for 24 hours. I found them the cutest house. We sat in the back seat of the car in the heat while I drew up a competitive offer with only 1% battery left on my hotspot. I submitted to the listing agent and verbaled our terms while six other buyers piled in to view the house. Result, we avoided what was absolutely about to be a multiple offer bidding war. We won the house and bound our contract within an hour. So happy for these sweet buyers. Okay, so what is the message from Juliana here? First of all, nice job. Secondly, I think a couple of really key things happened. She got him in early. She pounced when she knew it was the right house for them. She didn't waste time in spite of the fact that she was down to 1% battery. She didn't drag him back to the office, sit him down, let him ruminate about it. She got him the house they wanted. She verbally got the acceptance before everybody else had even seen it, thus jumping in front of the line of all these people piling in who would potentially be her competition. She got it done before everyone else even saw the house. So nice job demonstrating the concept of urgency. And now your buyers win as a result. So nice job, Juliana. I'm sure that they'll refer a lot of people and be really happy with the job that you're doing for them. So excellent example there. Back to you, Tim. Fast, fast always wins. Fast is better. Fast is more important than fast is more important than perfect. Fast is mm-hmm. more important than any knowing even knowing your scripts, guys. And that's you know we have this uh, a copyright on this, right? It's called ver- it's, we call it a furiously fast lead follow up. Furiously fast lead follow up says what it is. But what Juliana was demonstrating is basically the furiously fast mindset in all aspects of her business. The only thing I would say to Juliana's email is, yes, everything Julie said, but also, Juliana, you've got to start becoming a listing agent. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in, the, in more hot cars <laughs> with more anxious buyers as you're watching more people basically you know, pick off your potential sales. Become a listing agent. Focus on becoming a listing agent. Because then, as Julie, is, you know, I think, says so perfectly, you know, the only one of you, you know, let's say they did receive six complete offers and, you know, fantastic offers from fantastic buyers. But the only one that was guaranteed a paycheck in the whole transaction was the listing agent, right? The listing agent was just sitting back and saying, bring me the money. That's the position you want to be in. That's the more powerful position because then you can leverage it. While you were out showing houses to that buyer and all those other other agents were out there hustling for those, you know, looking for houses for their buyers, that listing agent was chasing down more listings. What is a better use of your time? Hmm, I wonder. Guys, you don't, and I know Juliana's, you know, she's, uh, you know, in her 20s and all that, and and we've had her on a radio show before. You know, she's great, and I know she's listening. But Juliana and everybody else, you guys don't need to wait to become listing agents. I realize that the uh, – I don't know what you want to call it. The old guard, and the old guard now is probably people my age, that's the reason I laughed, are telling you that you need to work with buyers, and those buyers will eventually become your listings and blah, blah, blah. Not true. You can become a listing agent your first day in the business, and we, that's part of the coaching program. That's what we show you guys how to do. Look, listings are the secret sauce if there is such a thing for the real estate business, not buyers. 
especially in a market like what we're experiencing. Don't let this year get by, you guys. Don't just use all your nights and weekends and time away from your family, you know, thinking you're going to earn money off buyers where that's really kind of like rolling the dice. Focus all your best energies every day on becoming listing agents. You guys know that's what you want to do. Why procrastinate? Why prevent that inevitability of, you know, of having to learn to be a listing agent from happening any, any longer? Please take action on this. The easiest way for you guys to get going in the right direction is just request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. When you do, you're going to get the six free books. Um, Think and Grow Rich Real Estate is one of them. Real Estate Treasure Map is another. And you're also going to get a call with one of our new member coaches. And the new member coach is going to help you get started on the framework of completing your real estate treasure map. What could be easier and essentially, you know, <laughs> frankly, more motivating than that? It doesn't cost you anything. It's our way of saying thank you for being a loyal radio listener. You can go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, or if you're on our main website, you can also just fill out that form. That's right there underneath the player button. You guys are listening right now to on timandjulieharris.com. Just scroll down slightly. You see that old form there. Just fill it out. Get all six of those books, and then register yourself to have a conversation with one of our new member coaches. It's a no-brainer next move for all of you, so go ahead and do it. Julie, let's get back. To our yes. notes from yesterday, I believe we're on point number five or four. Uh, point number four, and we're talking about coming soon strategies. Again, the concept being that you're building in some days on the market before it actually gets in the MLS so that you can ideally sell it yourself, control the transaction at a higher level, save yourself some time, get what your sellers want faster with less hassle to you and to them. So point number four, hold a sneak preview open house for neighbors and friends only prior to entering the home in the MLS. Here's a hint. You're looking for listings here. Yes, of course, you're trying to sell the house. We know in most of your markets, assuming you priced it right, you're probably going to sell the house, possibly with multiple offers. But you're doing a sneak preview open house as almost a favor to the neighborhood so they can see it first. You can use scripts like, you know, this is a unique opportunity to choose your next neighbors. Who do you know who maybe went to a holiday party here and said how much they love the neighborhood? Who should I be calling to move into the neighborhood, your friends, etc.? Now, that's your nice, warm, and fuzzy entry into what will also become, inevitably, a conversation about who's listing next, who's moving next. So sneak preview open house, this is kind of like, uh, you know, pre-public offering type of hype that you're going to do. Now, that leads to point number five. How do you get people to show up so that all this works? Well, you canvass the neighborhood with your special sneak preview invitations for the neighborhood only. Door knock with your invitation in hand. Now, when you're doing this, it's important that you know all of the stats in the neighborhood so that you can be the, quote, neighborhood specialist, like average days on the market in that neighborhood, list to sell price ratio, what are things going for, are they going over list or are close to list, current active listings, pendings, and sales. You should also know the current mortgage interest rates and special programs that might be available for the neighborhood. So that way you actually are able to talk the talk. I but find, Tim, really that they don't open their mouths if they don't know this stuff. Go ahead. Right. Well, but don't get away from the core of this number, your point here, right? The point is to go and put an invitation in their door, put an yes. invitation in their door, inviting them to the open house. And, you know, you should knock on the door and hand them the invitation. That would be a great idea. And all Julie is saying is have the facts and the figures, have them on a piece of paper folded up in your back pocket. In case they ask for any statistics, you have them at the ready. Because what Julie is saying is you guys won't knock on the door and have conversations if you're fearful that the seller is going to ask you, or the owner in this case, is going to ask you a question that's going to show your ignorance about the particular market. So that's easy enough to head off by simply having the information that you can get from the MLS 
all the statistics that are relevant to that particular neighborhood easily at hand. And don't be embarrassed if you have to read it. Say, Mr. Seller, when someone asks me an important question like that, I, have to, I like to give them the correct information. I just so happen to have the correct information right here. Boop, page is open. Read them the answer to the question. But chances are, if you're just knocking on doors and handing out invitations, they're probably not going to ask you any statistical information. But if they do, you're at the ready. Now, I'm going to enhance Julie's point there. Another thing you might want to do is circle prospect around the house that you're going to be holding open. It's not one of your upcoming points, is it, Julie? Nope. nope. And then call and you know call in and personally invite people. You should do this work for your, yourself, but if you're one of our more successful agents and you just don't have time, you're on listing appointments and negotiating contracts and going to closings, that's great. Um, what I want you to do is consider hiring a VA. And um, here's I'm going to give you guys some advanced information. Email daniel at myoutdesk.com, daniel at myoutdesk.com. Tell them that you're one of our listeners, and they'll give you a discount. Just in the subject line, say, uh, you know, listen to Tim and Julie. Well, I want to talk to you about a VA because you can hire a full-time virtual assistant that speaks perfect English that's probably already trained to do over-the-phone prospecting, and you can have them call around the neighborhood letting everyone know about this new listing and also inviting them to your neighbors-only open house. You guys get the point? When you have a new listing, the best place to get your next new listing is going to be from the immediate neighborhood. If you pound the neighborhood letting them know that you are there to sell the house, what that message – oh, Tim, that's too much. I'm going to be seen as too pushy. I'm going to be this the other thing. Well, here's the fact. When you're a seller, you want a pushy real estate agent. When you're a seller, you want somebody that's super aggressive because that translates to more money, less hassle in a shorter period of time for them. They know that intuitively. So you need to show, kind of going back to the ethos of furiously fast lead follow-up, this is in that same vein, right? The same level of intensity. So when you take a, two, a new listing, celebrate it by you know all the ideas that Julie's giving you now. Julie, point number seven? Yeah. Uh, uh, six. six. And yes, six. everything you just said, Tim, by the way, is what sellers, you know, your listed homeowners actually think that you're doing. So if you're resisting some of these prospecting ideas, just keep in mind that some of you, you know, some of it is actually in your listing plan of action that you promised to them. So it's probably a good idea to follow through. Anyway, point number six, on your invitations to the sneak preview open house, promote your raffle for Starbucks gift card, dinner for two at a local restaurant or football tickets, whatever's appropriate for your neighborhood. They're going to sign in using a raffle ticket. Those tickets become your lead follow-up. Several people can win your prizes. There's lots of different ways that you work this. Many of our uh, Facebook posters from our members uh, talk about how they do these different giveaways. Sometimes it's uh, oh, uh, just different raffle tickets and lottery tickets and things like this. The point is to get people to show up and to sign in and then to follow up. Okay. Point number seven is follow up immediately on all open house leads. This is where a lot of businesses lost. You guys wait until all of a sudden you're leadless and you dig back into three open houses ago, you know, a month ago. No, follow up immediately on all leads. Remember, many leads that seem like buyer leads are also listing leads. Don't forget your script. Which home in the neighborhood do you plan on selling? Memorize that script. Ask everyone. Point number and eight. Julie, this, this, yeah. But this is important. Which home in the neighborhood are you thinking about? Are you planning on selling? Or are you thinking about selling? The reason that it does not say, are you thinking about putting your house for sale, which is the old school way of asking this question, is because what happens is, is their brains won't think to say, yes, I have a rental property I'm thinking about putting for sale in the neighborhood. They'll be thinking about their own home because that's the question you ask. So you need to say it just as Julie wrote it. Which home in the neighborhood do you, are you planning on selling? 
they'll, if they're an investor and they have investment properties, they're thinking about selling the investment property, you're going to get the lead. You've got to ask. Don't be a wuss about asking the question. This will get the difference. This will make the difference. This will make it so that you get more than one transaction from a relisting. Julie, point number eight is shoot a short bomb-bomb video of your new listing and send it to your uh, past client center of influence email list, inviting them to your sneak preview open house. Ask them who they know who would love to purchase this home. Respond personally by phone or any responses to your email. That's pretty simple, and uh, the bomb-bomb video, guys, we've been suggesting that for years. Some of our coaching clients have really scaled that idea and used bomb-bomb videos for listed, solds, price reductions, any market adjustments, they'll shoot a video that's basically letting their sellers know about the effects of interest rates on you know, their property values, stuff like that. Anytime you can create a little short video, and the bomb bomb videos, if you guys want to uh, explore that, are really, really cool. It's unique technology that plays in an email versus a link that has to go to a video player, so it's very, very slick. Point number nine, post your video online, social media, Facebook, everywhere, and BombBomb will automatically syndicate the video for you. So you shoot it, it's like one click, and it shows up all these different places. So definitely want to do that. Point number 10, Julie. Post your video on related sites that are appropriate to the neighborhood, like Nextdoor, your homeowners association website, any other online opportunities to promote your new listing. I know that several, uh, you know, just from Chicago and Manhattan, and some of you guys that work with buildings, the building will have its own private Facebook page. Some neighborhoods, I know our neighborhood has its own private Facebook page. So make sure that they know what's going on. I've seen some interesting iterations of this too, Tim, of communicating to the neighborhood what's going on with all kinds of different property-related things, right? One of my clients was telling me earlier today there's an overgrown property. They posted it on the neighborhood website saying, hey, I was driving by. I was curious to find out what's happening with this house. I work in the neighborhood. How can I help? You know, not directly prospecting, but definitely embedding yourself in the community. When you have coming soon strategies happening, let everybody know about it. Otherwise, you might as well not be doing the strategy. Okay, so point number 11 once your listing is pending, make sure you update your sign to show how quickly you were able to sell it. Pending, in escrow, sold. Remember that hundreds of people pass that sign daily. So show what you're able to accomplish for the neighborhood. This is such a kind of no-brainer point. But, you know, agents get busy. And I know that some agents are so busy. And I've heard this from some of our coaching clients and just different chatter around. I'm so busy. I know the house is going to sell right away. I'm not even going to bother putting the sign in the yard. And I think... Really? Don't you want the neighborhood to know that it was you that sold it so fast? I mean, this is your frontline advertising, right? What am I missing here? It just seems like, uh, and I, you know, during the recession, the REO agents got a little bit lazy about putting their signs out. I think it's kind of a uh, basic beginner marketing strategy. You have to do this, so make sure that you're working it. And then number 12, ask your very happy sellers who else they know who could use your help. So don't forget to prospect people when they're giving you lots of kudos. Get some testimonials. Embed those in your pre-listing packages. Back to you, Tim. We got through those points fast. Yeah, so is that all of them? Is that 12? That's it. Yeah. I actually had I had uh, two people that uh, during who are live listening to us right now who uh, chatted me questions, and I was answering their questions. Oh, good. So, guys, here, here's the thing. Here's the big takeaway. Here, if, you look, if you're looking for a common element, if, if you look at everything we teach you guys how to do, the scripts, the presentations, working with buyers, if you want to build your, your scale, your business, your team, all that, if you want to look for one of the common – well, there's several common threads. Obviously, we want you guys to lead with profit. We want you guys to build wealth. We don't want you guys to – you know, we want you guys to have at least – 
30, 40, 50% profit margins, all those things. But some of the, some of you guys don't really, that, that's a little bit too obtuse, right? Like, I don't know, this is not, you know, I'm not hitting with all of you, but here's something all of you guys can relate to. Ready? Here it is. Furiously fast lead Bob. Furiously fast everything. Fast wins. Fast will overcome lack of experience. Fast will overcome lack of skill. Fast will overcome lack of everything because we're in such a complacent, lazy industry. <laughs> it's so true. You guys, we are surrounded by people who basically are not very urgent at anything. They don't re- agents don't return voicemails, phone, nothing. They're just complacent, lazy. That's just essentially the mindset that most of them have. I understand why they act like that. They're busy. They're distracted. They're in a movie. You know, they're spending time with their kids. They're you know talking to another client. I get all that. I conceptually understand that. But if you guys want to shortcut your success, adopt the mindset that fast is always fast wins. Furiously fast wins. When someone calls you, we talked a couple days ago by using 800 Home Hotline. The reason that 800 Home Hotline works isn't because it's such clever technology. It's because you're calling the person back immediately, and you're using our scripts, and you're pulling them you know, out what they're looking for if they're a buyer, seller, whatever. It's the urgency that wins. How many of you right now have the mindset, well, I am time-blocked, I'm, or maybe not even that, right? I'm just going to return calls when I get around to it or leads when I get it or, you know, all that stuff. People do not wait for you. They're going to move on. A buyer, when they call, it, it, so, you know, for example, guys, I'll give you some real tentative rules here. When you get an email, if they don't give you a phone number, do not waste your time with them. Email them back and say, I love your question. Thank you for asking. What's the best phone number for me to call you? If they don't give you an email, bye-bye. I'm sorry, a phone number, bye-bye. If you cannot call them, don't waste your time with them. Don't think your drip systems and all this other stuff is going to win the day for you. Statistically, it won't. So you make the phone calls. When you get a phone call from somebody, you call them back immediately. Immediately. Here's, just, here's the experience. There's a buyer who's driving through a neighborhood where you have a listing, and they call on your sign, and then they call on three other uh, seller, or, you know, for sale signs. That's typically what people do. You'll start seeing an increase in sign calls Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That's when people start driving neighborhoods, deciding what they're going to want to see on the weekends if there's open houses and all the rest of it. You guys know this is the pattern. If you're the one that calls them back first, before the other agents, maybe you never probably will ever call them back, that's going to leave a huge impression on that particular buyer or seller. So here's the blessing and the curse of real estate. Never forget this. Most consumers, and I don't care how long you've been in the business, I don't care how, you know, how many houses you've sold, it doesn't matter. Most buyers and sellers, consumers, though I hate that term, but most consumers think we're all the same. They do. You can get a brand new real estate license, or you can go out and say, "I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a realtor." I, you know, no. How many times are you going to run into a seller or a buyer that's going to ask how many houses you've sold? They'll never ask. They never ask. They might ask indirectly. They might sort of insinuate, and we tell you the scripts to overcome that if you're a brand new real estate agent. It's part of the Premier Coaching Program. But the moral of the story here, guys, is for the most part, when you get a real estate license, it's a shockingly level playing field. That's what the veterans live in fear of. They live in fear of you know, essentially trained up agents 
who roll into their marketplace with the right mindset, who are not succumbing to the belief that you have to earn your way into a being a listing agent or you have to spend, you know, you have to toil away for years before you can start making a decent living. They live in fear of somebody who's got their crap together, who basically enters into their marketplace where they're making a good bit of money and who starts to actually work it, who does fast lead follow up, who is aggressive with their scripts, their objection handlers, who actually is taking a professional approach. Look, guys, this is not a complicated business. It's not. When you're starting out or if you've been in the business for a while, if you're sort of actually finally truly, truly engaging, at that point, it is a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a lot of work. It's not hard work. It's just a lot of it. But what happens, it's like the plane taking off. You guys have heard this before. I want you never to forget it because it will get you through hard times and it will get you through good times too. When you're loading up, it's a plane, right? The plane is on the runway. Before the plane takes off, you have to load the luggage, you have to load the food, you have to clean the bathrooms, you have to de-ice the plane if you're from Ohio like where Julie and I are from where they're still de-icing planes in March, right? You have to go through all of that before the plane takes off. That's the getting ready to get started stage. That's the joining the coaching program and actually downloading the scripts and actually getting your pre-listing packed done. That's where that starts. Now, the hardest part where the jet uses its most fuel is when it's starting to take off. It, that's re- you guys have all been on a plane, I assume, and the plane starts rocking and rolling and shaking and you know, da, da, da. and you know, if I'm you know, Julie's sitting next to me, she's practically squeezing my hand so hard my fingers are turning purple. You guys have all been in that situation before, right? So the plane takes off, and then what happens after it reaches cruising altitude? You can get up, you can you know walk around, you can unbuckle your belt if you want to, you can relax. Where you guys will, generally speaking, where you have to realize is that for you to actually get to that cruising altitude where things get easy, you have to load that plane as fast as possible, and you have to get off that runway. It is March 2017. If you are not throttling down and off the runway already or at least about to get off the runway, you probably are already waited too long. You need to take action before it's too late. Otherwise, you're going to lose this year as far as your potentiality in real estate. That is a fact. So, guys, please do not delay on taking action. Work your asses off. Maybe harder than you've ever worked or at least harder than you've worked in probably decades. Leave it all on the field. Make it so every day you're exhausted at the end of the day. Make it so that you win, that you accept the fact that you're in the right place at the right time and you have to take the right actions. But in order to do that, you've got to load the plane fast. You've got to power up the plane as fast as you can, and then you need to clear that runway. And when it gets hard, when you're gaining altitude and that plane starts to shake and you get a little nervous and you question yourself and some snake oil salesman comes to town and tries to sell you leads and all this other crap that happens this time of year, you need to say, nope, I got my plan. I'm going to keep throttling down. I'm going to reach cruising altitude. When you get to cruising altitude, it's so much easier. It requires probably realistically 25% of the effort, and it's just as when the pilot reaches cruising altitude, he can actually take some of the throttle off and uses less fuel. You guys understand the analogy? You see how that works? That's where you've got to get really clear in your head. And this time of year, you have to be throttling down. You have to keep that throttle down until you reach your cruising altitude. Cruising altitude, by the way, for coaching clients, that's when you've reached your uh, magic number of listings, right? So once you re- re- uh, reach that level, then basically you can throttle back a little bit. Work your butts off. That's what, it's, that's what this time of year is supposed to be about. Don't, you know, complain about being exhausted. Thank the Lord that you have the opportunity. Thank the Lord that you have the opportunity to learn and to be of service to others. Guys, come on now. If you need us for anything, ever, at any time, Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Let us know how we can help you. We'll be here anytime we can. It's our pleasure to be of service to you guys. 
really anything. Email us. Let us know if you have any suggestions for the radio show. Let us know if there's anything we can do. Just let us know how we can help. Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.